Welcome to the final week of the Ephesians podcast. This is Landon, and I am here with my friend Jenny. What's up? And we are here to chat about Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 24. Uh, This is the final week of our study through Ephesians, and we're going out with a bang. This is a really uh, rich passage with some good, um, I don't know, I just think this is even like a good sending out passage as you all work Mm -hmm. with us through your groups and um, got into summer. So uh, Jenny, if you want to start by just giving us a little bit of context uh, of where we were last week and what we're headed into this week. Yeah, so last week Paul talked to the Ephesians about elevating the least of these, which was kind of we went over the women, the children, and the slaves, and just how um, the church has brought value to all of them and kind of made them to be humans in their society, I guess, because they were seen as um, lesser than everyone else. And so um, just how the gospel raises them up to be equals with other people. Um, Yeah, it's just really cool to see yeah, just how the gospel does that and how um, people are treated differently because of this. Like it truly changes people's lives and how they live because of um, just the good news that we have. And then going into this week, we're going to be talking about Ephesians 6, um, which is mainly about like this context is specifically about the armor of God. And we hear that a lot and it kind of sounds odd because Mm -hmm. usually we don't like in civilian life. Usually we don't see a bunch of people walking around um, in full armor. Um, But when Paul was talking to the Ephesians, they would have had a very, they would have been keenly aware of what armor looks like because they um, were surrounded by Roman soldiers. So they would have seen people like soldiers in armor all the time. Um, So they would have known how each piece of armor protects a soldier in battle um, just because they were going to war all the time and they would see that all the time. So Um, just keep that in mind. Like when he's talking about armor of God, like these people, obviously we kind of know how armor protects people, but they would have been really aware of like how important this stuff is in battle. Like you would have died without a lot of this. So yeah, they're just aware of what the armor looks like and just how that can relate to even your relationship with the Lord. Yeah, that's good. I think that if we've learned anything from our study over the course of this semester in Ephesians is just context is so key. Yeah. And I think that's been one of the gifts of reading a letter that's written to a specific people in a specific time. Yeah. Um, to understand some of the, the contextual things that even help us kind of pull out some of the key concepts and apply them to, okay, what does this actually mean for us today? Yeah, definitely. Because, um, I mean, we could probably relate it to different things now, but I think we can still understand roughly what he's talking about because obviously we still have a military. <laughs> this isn't something that has gone away. Yeah. No, it's good. I think that, yeah, I think you even read this and think like, oh, this is just like an option. But I think that to the audience, they would understand that this is like something that's deeply necessary. So yeah. I think that's helpful context. Definitely. Um, yeah. So I even remember when we were like dividing up uh, as a curriculum team, like who was going to write which week. <laughs> I remember you were like, I really want to write yeah. about Ephesians 6. Um, so I'd even love to hear like a little bit of, you know, why you were so excited <laughs> to write about this week. Um, and then as you got into it, um, what really stuck out? Yeah. So I think last semester... Um, I was just talking to a lot of the girls, my core group and this passage kept coming up of just like, you have to be prepared to fight. Like you're going to have, um, Satan coming in and trying to ruin your relationship with the Lord. And like you, it's a daily battle that you have to fight with Satan. Like you have to fight for your relationship with Christ and to grow closer with him every day. 
Um, and so I just remember bringing this up over and over and I was like, man, I still don't have like the full armor of God memorized. Like I really need to do that. And so I think even when we were talking about this, I wasn't going to be at the meeting. And so Rachel was like, Hey, like you can pick first if you want. I was like, great. Ephesians six. That's (laughs) it. Like, that's what I want. I want to talk about the armor of God so I can learn just more about it and read into it so that I can equip my girls well. And just so I know it myself. And it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm preaching all these things to the girls, my core group, but like, if I don't know it, then it's kind of pointless. Like you got to practice what you preach. So that was kind of the point behind it. Um, And even just realizing like how important it is to put this on daily because, you know, walking with the Lord, I think we can get caught in this like love bubble of Christianity where it's like, everything's great. It's so cool. I have awesome friends, like great community. And especially at CSF, like we have awesome community here. We have great Bible studies, like we can be on fire for the Lord, but then we can forget the other side of this, like the spiritual warfare side and just say like, oh yeah, like that only happens to certain people, but you know, the devil's out to get everyone. Like he's not um, unique to certain people. Like it's not just certain people who experience spiritual warfare. It's anyone who's following the Lord. Um, There may be very outward clear signs of spiritual warfare, but there also may be um, just little things that the devil tries. I think in Genesis, it talks about how he's, oh, what is it? The devil's cunning or... uh, what is the word they use? Hang on, so sorry. Crafty is what it is. I don't know how to look at that. Um, but just like how Satan is so crafty and trying to deceive us. And I think we can forget about that and realize like later on looking back of, oh, that was Satan trying to take me away from my community, take me away from time with the Lord, like make me so busy that I don't have time to pray or just get me so distracted by everything else that I forget Um, to have a relationship with Christ. And so realizing that this is a daily battle that we have to fight, like that's kind of why I was like, dang, this is so important for like everyone, not even just students or staff. Like this is important for every follower of Jesus to know is that we have to put on the armor of God every day. Yeah. That was long-winded. but No, that's great. (laughs) I love that. And I even love like going in with the posture of like, man, I want to dive into this week like to learn. Not even just because, oh, I know a lot about this and can like feel into knowledge, but because I need this for my own walk with the Lord. Um, I love that. And I think that, I think it's important to probably acknowledge that a lot of us are coming to this conversation from different places. I think that different church traditions talk about spiritual warfare uh, and even the devil in a much different way. And I'm guessing that like a lot of us have even... You know, I think that sometimes we skew too far on either end of the spectrum, right? Yeah. Like we give, we talk too much about spiritual warfare and too mm-hmm. much about the enemy, or we talk about way too little. And I think that the enemy honestly like wins either way. Yeah, I think definitely. he wins when we talk too little about him. I think he wins when we talk too much about him. Yeah. Um, so even what would it look like? Um, I don't know if you even have thoughts on this of what it would look like to even, and how this passage leads us to like uh, finding some good middle ground there. Yeah, I think with this passage, like we can focus so much on the devil and like how he's out to get us and we can be so paranoid by like, oh, is this the devil? Like, is this truth or lies? But ultimately like this passage is to point us towards truth and to Mm. show us that, okay, there is truth out there and like this armor is to protect us. It's not to make us fearful of Satan. Like it's not so we can hide behind this shield. It's so we can go out and fight. And so... Um, I think even this passage, like you can get so caught up in, oh, I have to put this on because there's going to be spiritual warfare. But even just showing like, okay, this isn't just about putting it on. It's about actually 
gaining the benefits of what it is, like um, praying, reading your Bible, like being in time with the Lord, like that's what it's about. Because when you're in time with the Lord, like you're going to be able to decipher the truth from the lies. And that's ultimately what Satan does is he just lies to us. And um, yeah, so even thinking like, we, if we know the Bible so well and we know the character of God so well, like Satan is going to be really obvious to us. And that's not going to be something that we have to worry about because we know truth so well. Mm. So even just taking this scripture to um, heart and realizing like I have to focus on the word because if not, like I will be swayed by anything. Yeah, I think a huge piece is even just, you know, if we, if we can take from the scripture, like, hey, like, wake up, there's a battle going on. Yeah. Like really, we just need to know that like the battle's happening because yeah. we have uh, a savior who has already fought the battle for us, already yeah. won the battle. We just need to honestly know that it's going on and right. step into the victory yeah. in some ways. Um, so I, th- I know a big thing that you hit on um, or a big theme in this passage is even just understanding that like a battle is going on mm-hmm. and that because of that, we need to prepare. So I don't yes. know if you want to speak to like preparation for spiritual I don't know what it looks like to to prepare um, yeah. for the the attacks of the enemy. Yeah. So when I was looking through this, I was definitely keenly aware of like you know we fight physical battles every day. Maybe not us personally, but like you know we have a military that fights this. Um, but like they're not going to go into a battle that they haven't prepared for. Like mm-hmm. they're not just going to be like, all right, we're going to go in blindly and like hope for the best. Like, and we shouldn't do the same. Um, with our battle with Satan, like we have to be able to, like I was saying before, discern the truth from lies. And the way to do that is to be in the word and in prayer and like understand truly who the character of God is, because anything outside of that is going to be something that you know is not him. Like I, I think it was Lexus or someone who shared this in um, staff formation the other week. Um, but she was like, people who study counterfeit bills don't study the like people or something like that, something along the lines of people who are experts on counterfeit bills mm-hmm. are not actually experts on counterfeit bills. They study the real thing so that they know, like when they see a counterfeit bill, automatically, like oh, that doesn't match the real thing. Like yeah. there are hundreds or thousands of counterfeit bills out there, but they know the one true bill, and that's like us. Like we don't need to study all the ways that Satan can work and like all his characteristics. We just need to study the one true God. And then anything that's outside of that is going to be counterfeit. It's going to be Satan. So, um, yeah, just, you have to prepare. Like this isn't something we can go into blindly. And that's where memorizing scripture, praying, being in community and having people that speak truth into your life are just Mm -hmm. so important. Yeah. That's awesome. Maybe we can even just like hit those one at a time. Yeah. Talk about scripture, talk about prayer, talk about community. community. Uh, yeah. So maybe let's start with scripture. Uh, what role does that play um, in this spiritual battle uh, in preparing us? Um, yeah, in preparing us for battle. Yeah, I think scripture, like, you know, I think we've hit on this many times this semester of you have to memorize scripture and that can relate to so many things. Um, but just even memorizing scripture can help you to have something, <clears throat> excuse me, um, to fight with. Like when you are at a loss for words, when you don't know what to pray or what to do, like you can go back to scripture, words that are already written and just say, okay, Lord, like this is what I know is true. And I mean, scripture tells us truth from lies. And so knowing the truth of scripture helps us to fight against the lies of Satan of, you know, okay, I know this to be true. I know this not to be true. 
Um, so even knowing scripture really well, because Satan can twist scripture. We see that when um, Jesus was coming out of the desert for 40 days. He tried to tempt Jesus with his own scripture and, you know, knowing it and being able to combat like, okay, yes, scripture says this, but it also says this. And like, I, I don't know, just knowing how to combat Satan because he also knows scripture. Like this isn't something that he's blind to. So um, knowing it so well that, you know, like I said, the character of God and knowing what he would tell you and not um, what Satan's going to tell us. Yeah. Um, I think that even something that was helpful for me was understanding, uh, I heard it somewhere like the, the three lies that the devil loves to tell most mm-hmm. is about who we are, who God is, and what the good life is. Yeah. And I think that scripture defines all three of those things for us. Definitely. And just knowing that those are even some of those questions, like I think any like, temptation uh, that you receive from the enemy is going to like be tied to one of those three mm-hmm. things. It's going to be a lie about who you are, who God is, what the good life is. And so That's to good. be so rooted in like, you know, cause scripture tells us what, about all those things. Mm-hmm. And so I think that to be so rooted in scripture that we know the truth. I just love that line, even that you, um, you know, you quoted Lexus on, I think that's so important just to know, know the truth and hold to it and even just have it um, written on our hearts. So it's yeah. good. Uh, and that's even something that I think that, you know, we'll get to community, but even I think can be practiced well in community of like yeah. committing to memorize scripture communally. So you have that accountability and you're not yeah. just off doing it on your own. <clears throat> yeah. And all of these are going to relate to each other. You can't have that's one good. without the other. So like you can't just read your Bible. You can't just pray. You can't just be in community. Like we are meant to have all of these things. Um, but yeah. Cool. So talking about prayer, what role does prayer play in preparing us for battle? Yeah, so I think we can see the importance of prayer when Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane. Um, he went to the Father to pray, like, and he was praying so intensely that he was sweating blood. Like, prayer is just our relationship with the Lord. Like, it is how we commune with Him. It's how we speak to Him. Um, it just prepares us for so much because if we are at a loss for words, like we can go back to prayers that we've prayed before or prayers that have been prayed by other people. I think that's the beauty of like liturgies. There's um, a book called Every Moment Holy that goes through liturgies and just has certain prayers to pray when you don't know like what to pray. And so even having those just can help prepare you for, um, yeah, when you don't know what to pray. Because there's going to be times where you're like, Lord, I feel like I need to pray something, but I don't know what. And obviously, like, the Holy Spirit intercedes for us, but um, even just having some in your back pocket to know how to pray. Um, yeah, we see it in Jesus's life. Like, if it wasn't important for Jesus to pray because he is the most perfect person in communion with God, then, like, why would we need to? Like, mm-hmm. so if he needs to, we definitely need to pray. Yeah. And I think that prayer even turns our attention to the spiritual realm. Definitely. Uh, and seeing the ways, one, that, you know, the Lord is working through seemingly ordinary circumstances, but mm-hmm. also the way that the enemy can be working as yeah. well through ordinary circumstances. So I think even prayer just turns our hearts and our minds and literally like our, our whole bodies yeah. to like the spiritual realm and understanding that like that's happening. Cause I think it's so easy just yeah. to go like when we're not in prayer, just to go on autopilot. Yeah. Um, and not even be attentive to those things. Yeah, so and even good. just praying on the daily, like if you're praying on your walk to class or pr- praying in the car, like you start to notice things that are of the Lord and you're like, oh, dang, like 
Lord, it's so cool that the like the trees are blooming or the flowers are blooming or man, it's so cool how you have done this or like this is a really cool storm, really cool clouds. Like you just start to notice things that are of the Lord and yeah, that's just something that I've noticed is I'm more aware of what's happening in front of me when I'm praying. Mm-hmm. And I even think about the life, you know, we've, we've talked about how Jesus modeled prayer so well and even his invitation to prayer and the Lord's prayer, mm-hmm. he prays protection, you yeah. know, over himself and over us, like, you know, lead us not to temptation and deliver yeah. us from evil. Um, so if that was a part of Jesus's prayer life to pray protection from the enemy, yeah, then we definitely need that as well. For sure. So yeah, that's a prayer I go back to when I don't know what to pray is. All right, we've got one. Yeah. And even thinking about like the interconnectedness of all these things, I think it's so helpful. The tie between prayer and scripture is like you can literally pray scripture. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is all very, very synergistic in that way. Definitely. Um, so community, what role do we think that community plays? Uh, obviously, the school year even is a time where um, a lot of us are in community, right? right? And the summer can, also, can sometimes be a time where we leave that. Uh, so what does it even look like to... Um, still practice that over the summer um, and what role does community play um, in, in our battle against the enemy? Yeah. So I think something Satan loves to do is keep us isolated and keep us alone. Um, I know I've experienced that in my own life and like, you know, it just kind of rocks your world because when you're by yourself, it's so easy for someone to tell you a lie and you just take it point blank and be like, Oh yeah, that's true. Um, but when you're around other people who are also after the same goal, they know the same things about the Bible, like they can point it out and be like, no, that's actually not truth. Like, why would you take that as that? And so having community around you can help you kind of parse out the lies and figure out, okay, this sounded like truth. Why did it sound like truth? But why is it a lie? And so even thinking through that with your friends, um, And over summer, that can be really hard because some people go home, some people stay here, you get a job in a different state. Um, So even finding, like, plugging yourself into a local church um, just in the summer. Like, it can only be for a couple months, but um, you just never know what could happen in that time. Um, But yeah, also staying connected with your friends. That's the beauty that we have with our phones. I know we harp a lot on how phones can be horrible and like they can lead us into temptation and they can do a lot of bad things, but also like they can be so great to keep us connected. Like you can FaceTime, you can call your friends. Um, So even staying connected and just like once a week, once every two weeks, call your friends and be like, hey, what's up? What's going on? How's your relationship with the Lord? Like, what have you been reading? What have you been seeing? Like just catching up on their life. Like that can be so key into just staying connected because ultimately the summer is only three months, if that. Yeah. So if you can't stay connected in three months, then I don't know. I, I guess I shouldn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> but like, because three months can go by so fast. But um, yeah, don't just waste it and let it slip on by. Like, be intentional about what you're going to do. Start making a plan now for how you're going to connect with people because, again, the enemy likes to isolate us and we may not see how that's actually happening um, because it can just be so subtle. But if you make a plan now, then it's a lot easier to um, stick with it and keep up with people over the summer. Yeah, I would even think to start praying as a group, like, man, what do we want to commit to mm-hmm. over the summer? Like, do we want to say that we're going to pray at this time? You know, so you know that all of us are praying together at the same time or is yeah. it 
man, I, we all want to commit to reading this scripture, memorizing this scripture this summer. Like how cool would it be to think about, you know, what you want to commit to as a group? Yeah. So. Yeah. That's even cool to think about. Like if there's a book you want to go through or a scripture, like, you know, there's other people doing it with you and you're not alone. Um, and if you're a senior, I would encourage like, just because you're not going to be back in that group next year, um, still go through something because you never know um, just how impactful that can be. And, you know, if there's people that are staying in Lexington with you or wherever you're going, like find your community and do something with them. That's great. Well, cool. Uh, I feel like we have equipped you the best we can <laughs> to uh, to take on the the battle of spiritual warfare to take on the the armor of God. Yeah. Um, so Jenny, thank you for uh, all your work here. Um, Thanks. Any, any final words to send people out with as we close the semester? Yeah. Just want to tell people like you're capable of fighting this battle. It sounds really big, but the Lord will equip you with everything that you need. Like he's given you this whole armor. And so yeah. you're capable of doing this. Don't feel like it's only for the spiritually mature, someone who is further along in their faith. Like this is for everyone that follows Christ. So you can do it. That's good. Yeah. And the battle has already been won. So that's true. Um, so take courage in that. Well, cool. Jenny, thank you for all your work on this. Uh, students, thank you for uh, coming along this ride with us through Ephesians. We hope that it's been fruitful yeah. for you and uh, for your relationship with the Lord. And we can't wait to see what's in store for the fall. So uh, yeah, we will catch you guys then. See ya.